0: Imagine not knowing the Lord in this time. <laughs> How in the world do people live life without knowing the Lord, man? Hey, if you're watching this right now and you don't know Jesus, um, this is a great time to get saved. And uh, it's it's not a matter of anything other than just calling out upon the name of the Lord. You can get saved right now, right where you're at, sitting in your living room, um, sitting in your kitchen. Wherever you're at, you know God's doing something unique right now with everything. But with internet, people are people are having an opportunity to 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 hear the message of the gospel that wouldn't normally hear it. And uh, if you're watching this and you're not saved, I just encourage you just receive Jesus. Uh, call upon the name of the Lord. He's the Son of God. He was raised from the dead, and uh, He loves you more than anybody's ever loved you before. And uh, He's good. And you don't have to be perfect. I'm, I'm in a room full of people right now, and ain't nobody in here perfect. Everybody in here needs Jesus. And uh, we're perfectly forgiven, but we're not perfect people. And there's been such a, a misconception that you had to be some flawless, perfect person in order to be a Christian. And gee whiz, that's just not true, man. You know? Um, you just receive a, a perfect forgiveness. So I just want to encourage you, if you're watching this... Um, now is the time of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. I just baptized somebody in my in my backyard on Friday. <laughs> yeah, so God's doing all kinds of cool stuff, man. It's an exciting time to be alive. Well, if you got your Bibles, let's turn to First Peter chapter one, and I'll definitely shorten things today. And because uh, we've we've had some serious church already, Amen. I got a feeling that our church services are just going to get stronger and stronger. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think God's just gonna to continue to do special stuff. It's gonna be really, really cool. My pulpit's loose, so I'm tightening it up a little bit. <laughs> I know it seems weird, but Amen. Um Amen. First Peter chapter one. And uh, you know, I just wanna I wanna encourage you. Um you don't you don't have the ability to necessarily always control everything around you. Have you noticed that? <laughs> now, we pray, we stand, you know, we do all the things that we do, but, um, I mean, oh, there are some things that you don't necessarily have the ability to control. I mean, oh, people's a great example of that. You really don't have the ability to, to control one single person. Um, you know, we can kind of, we can make our children obey, but we, we, can't, we can't make them want to. You know, and uh, we can we have certain things we have control over. But there's a lot of things we don't have control over. That's okay because how I many we trust God with all those other things, right? But you know what? You do have the ability to control what you focus on. Yeah. What you focus on, and and you're you're in a we're in a time right now where what what you focus on is really going to impact the quality of your life. Um. It, what you focus on will determine the presence or absence of peace in your life. And um, it's really important that uh, we focus on things that are going to bring life to us. Amen? And uh, in First Peter chapter 1, and verse 13, it says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the graces to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ but it says, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, what does that, what does that mean? That means that we're in a time where you, we don't want our thoughts running crazy. We don't want our thoughts running crazy. Um, we, um, you have the ability to, once again, focus on different things, and you have the ability to choose where, what your thoughts are. Now, Uh, The enemy, uh, the Bible talks about the enemy has the fiery darts of the wicked one. The enemy can try to shoot little fears and thoughts and concepts into your head. Um, But how many of you don't have to dwell on those? You don't have to focus on them. You can make a decision to to take control of the reins of your mind. uh, Gird up the loins of your mind. And um, you don't have to, because we're living in a time that if you just allow your thoughts to run crazy and you just listen to every fresh lie from the media <laughs> and every, all the craziness that's going on, how I many you know you, you could have a great opportunity to go crazy Amen. Yeah. And, and to get sad and depressed. There's tremendous opportunity for that right now, right? Um, But you don't have to go down that road. And you, you know, over and over again, Scripture encourages us to guard our hearts. Amen? And um, you guard your heart by guarding your thoughts. And I just want to encourage you um, to not let your mind go crazy. And think on a bunch of crazy stuff. And worry and be full of fear and anxiousness. Don't do it. You know, and and, and 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 don't and you can, you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. You can choose what you focus on. Okay. Now, if you've had an extended period of time where you're doing that, it may take some time to rein your thoughts in. How are you going to rein your thoughts in with the Word of God? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to to choose uh, to to hear what the Lord is. Saying. How many of you know God's been speaking today? Yeah. Amen. And uh, this morning, the Lord has spoken. And, um, and what he is saying is different than what the world is saying. And we have, we can, now right now we're all kind of focused on what he's saying because we're all here, but how many know that when you go back out there, there's a whole lot of other voices that are going to try to be loud again? Fear, anxiousness, anxiety, all of these things, and we're going to have to make a decision to focus on what our, our God is saying and not what the world is saying. Can you get an Amen. And you know, and at the end of the day, there's no single person on this planet that's your savior. Can I get an amen? amen. No, no person in a political office is your savior. Um, you know, no pastor is your savior. No person's your savior. Jesus Christ is your savior. Amen. Right. You need to take all your eggs and put it in one basket. Jesus's basket. Amen. And and so we have to we have to gird up the loins of our mind. How many of your loins? Your reproductive organ. How many of your thoughts reproduce? You know, no, no, no one, no one, no one com- commits adultery in an instant. They thought about it for a long time. No one murders someone in an instant. They thought about it for a long time. You know, no one, um, no one. See, what happens is, is the enemy will try to shoot poisonous thoughts into our mind, and then we think about it, and think about it, and think about it. And think about it. And next thing you know, our you know our minds are so open that we're embracing things that are destructive to us, and and that's why we have scripture. Scripture will show you what's right, and it'll show you what's wrong. I mean, just flat out, it, it's going to show you what's right. It's going to show you what's wrong. and It's going to show you where to put your attention and where to put your focus. And um, you know, and like I was, what the Lord was on my heart earlier. The days of casual Christianity are pretty much over. Um, it, it really is. It's it, 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 it's it, it's we're we're in the end game, as they say, you know. And yeah. yes, well said. Very well said. It is the valley of decision. That, and I also think that's why we're kind of in this season right now. God's giving people opportunity to choose. And uh, it's there. There will be no one straddling the fence. There's going to be no one on the. You're gonna you're gonna choose, and it's going to be real clear. And uh, we talked about these days for a long time, but now they're here. And, um, and so um, we've got to get our thoughts in order. Yeah. And yeah. You, you have the ability to do it, you know? Now, you, you know, we have phones that will keep you delightfully distracted. Yep. And, and it'll, 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 you know, the whole world's attached to your hip. And, 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 but delightful distraction, you know, when it talks about being sober... You know that's not just talking about not being intoxicated. That's talking about being aware and being vigilant, and and we we have to we have to be careful um, to not allow this world to determine what we're thinking on. Amen. And we have to, to make a um, just a decision to gird up the loins of your mind. How many know if your thoughts are going crazy, you're not going to have peace. You know how many know your thoughts can be going crazy from fear. How many know your thoughts can be going crazy from anger? Your thoughts would be going crazy from offense. Well, we just can't have that. we got to gird up the loins of our mind. Amen? You know, and, and often think, you know, you ever had a pile of stinking laundry in your house before? Amen. If any of you have ever had a child that played sports, then you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Amen? Amen. And, um, and uh, praise God. Ethan's basketball stuff isn't that bad, but soccer... Something about a soccer shoe, because it gets wet and it gets dry. It gets wet and then it gets dry, and it gets wet and it gets dry. Then it goes into this class of just smelling like cat urine. Like, it gets to that place, just smells like cat pee, you know? And and so, if you've ever had a a pile of stinking laundry in your house, how many know that it's easily remedied, all you have to do is wash it? But how many know that we can have piles of stinking thoughts in our minds and let them stay there? And that's when strongholds get built. Piles of, of anxiety, of fear, of unworthiness. Um, and the Word of God is here to clean that stuff up. Can I get an amen? To clean that stuff up, man. Because see, the war is over in your spirit. If you, you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior. You're born again. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. The enemy can't touch your spirit. But how many know that this world can mess with this? And in messing with your thoughts, it can mess with your heart and mess with your peace. Amen. And so we, we have to, just like we would purposely wash some laundry, we have to purposely wash some thoughts with truth. With truth. Just with truth. You know, if, if we're afraid, and I'm not, it's because we're not trusting that the Lord's got this. Are you tracking me here? And, and, and if we slip into fear and nervousness, I mean, know, it's okay. It's okay. God still loves you. You know, if my, if my child is afraid, I don't love him less. In fact, I, I move towards them. You know, if Eli's afraid or something like that or had a nightmare, I move towards him. I'm going to pick him up. And I'm, I'm going to restore him back to a place of I'm here and you're secure. And so if you are afraid and you are nervous and, you know, and you definitely are if you're listening to what the world's saying, then the Lord's moving towards you. And He's going to pick you up. And He's going to put His arms around you. And He's going to let you know it's okay, I got this. How many know the Lord's already been here before? Like, there's no, the Lord's, He operates outside of time. And so He knew 2020 was coming. He knew it was coming. He wasn't afraid. You know, I can remember I was, I was, I was going to pick, I was picking my son up from school when he went, when he was in middle school, eighth grade. And I was in the line. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord just dropped on me, like and overwhelmed me, and spoke to my heart, Change is coming. Change is coming. And so I thought, I thought it was about me personally. You know, I thought, well, change is coming you know, to my house, to my ministry, to my family, whatever. I never thought all this was, was what He was actually talking about. How many of you know we know in part, we prophesy in part? And a lot of times you'll, you'll hear the Lord say something, you don't know what He's talking about until later. But God knew all this was going to happen. And he's not afraid. And uh, how many know that we can flourish during these times? I'm not talking about survive. I'm talking about flourishing. I'm talking about overcoming. I'm talking about being so fruitful during this season that 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 your your house becomes a storehouse to bless other people with. It's very important to understand. God's God's not into barely getting by. You know, it's just not it's not his MO, it's not the way he operates. Like he, he, he always delivers His people with a high hand. You know, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, you know, how many know that God delivered them from slavery? But not only that, how many know that they spoiled the Egyptians and they took all their stuff too? They took all their stuff. And He said, I want you to put this stuff on your kids. I want you to break that poverty mentality off of them. I want you to break that unworthiness off of them. And then he didn't stop there. He also healed them all. And there wasn't one feeble one among them. So there was tremendous healing. There was tremendous provision. And there were signs and there was wonders and there was miracles. And the Lord brought them out with a high hand. So, So don't think that we're just holding on to the last knot of the rope and we're just trying to survive this season as Christians. That's not what's happening. And that's not God's plan for your life. And if you're listening to a voice, if you're listening to some random Facebook prophecy... Um, that, that's being shared in your messenger, and it's bringing fear into your heart, I question whether that's God or not. God's not the author of fear. God's the author of comfort. God's the author of trust. Can I get an amen? God's not scared. And he's, or confusion. And He's not scared. He's not confused. And, and I'm not saying these aren't some well-meaning people, you know, um, but just because you you have a prophetic gift doesn't mean you're tuned into the right frequency. And and God's not bringing a bunch of fear and, and scare and, and and all of these things. The the, the Lord um, he's got this, and and he wants to bless his people during this time, and he wants you to flourish, and he wants you to triumph, and he wants you to overcome because he loves you, but because he loves people around you. Man, it's time to pray for people. It's time to. To bless people. It's time to... There's going to be all kinds of opportunities ahead for you to help people. Something like financially. Like people people are going to need help. People are going to need their rent paid. People are going to need food on their table. People are going to need diapers. Amen? And uh, and, and see, and, and, and we're always quick to join a cause. Let's give into this. Let's give into this. And I'm not against that. But what about being spirit-led locally from your own house and hearing about a friend down the street that's struggling and helping them. You know, cuz I mean, and I'm not against giving into organizations or or ministries or anything like that. I think those things are great. But let's let's also let God lead us on the day on a daily in and out regular basis of let's check up on so and so and see if they're doing okay. Especially the people who aren't working right now. You know? If you if you got somebody in your life and and they're a, they're they they you know, they work in the restaurant industry or they're a server or or whatever, or, you know, people need help. And, and God's got tons of help. Yeah. Seriously. Tons of, right? And he, He's looking for people to funnel His help through. Amen. Man, I need y'all to amen that. I need you to amen it now. <laughs> God's not just looking to meet your needs. God's looking to bless you abundantly so that you can meet other people's needs. Don't set your side on survival. I need to say that a couple more times. Yeah, right. Don't set your sight on survival. Yeah. Right. You're going to miss the mark. Yeah. Aim higher. Yeah. Aim higher than survival. Yeah. Blessed to be a blessing. Aim towards blessing. Get, get in your communities. Get on the give. Yeah. When you're out and about, get on the give. That's, that's, man, I just yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Help people. Just help them, man. Just help them. Just help them. Help them. Just help them. Just love them. Don't ask them whether they deserve it. Don't ask them if they agree with you politically or not. Don't ask them none of that stuff. Just help them. Just help them. Let the light shine, man. Be a blessing. Help. But don't don't get into this um, fear-based mentality of survival. That, That stops the flow of abundance. Fear and stinginess is not the kingdom, man. The kingdom is bless. It's blessed. Relax. Bless. 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 Be spirit led. You know, don't don't let anybody uh take from you. Amen. You know, don't 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 allow any any uh minister to pressure you into giving or or any any person to pressure you. Can I get an Amen? I mean, no, just because the needs there doesn't mean you're called to meet it. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, yeah. You know, just because you know, I see somebody with a sign on the side of the road, I don't automatically give. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I do? I check right here. Yeah, yeah. I need to know what God's telling me to do. Because you, you, spirit-led. Just be spirit, just spirit-led. Is it in your heart to do it? Then do it. You know what I'm saying? If you start to do it and you get an earnt, don't do it. Well, Jeremiah, blah, 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 need, 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 need. No, you know what? When I was at rock bottom and I was running from the cops and had warrants out for my arrest... And I, had, I was addicted. I was a drug addict. And I was on my last knot of my self-effort rope. I didn't need anybody to rescue me. You know what I needed? I needed rock bottom. That's what I needed. And, and had someone rescued me from rock bottom, then I wouldn't have received the Lord. So just because there's a need doesn't mean you're called to meet it. Because you might be getting in God's way. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Love is spirit-led. Love is what's God's saying to do. How many of you know there are times when you will go to correct your children and the Lord will tell you not to? I've got no amens on that. Wow, praise <laughs> the Lord. The kids are like, man, I wish my parents would hear that. Praise God. Come on, guys, hear God. <laughs> But seriously, though, how many know there are times when, if you'll let God, He'll show you? Then how many know there are times when God will lead you to correct your children? I got a stronger amen on that. I said, Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Felt like God was on that stronger. Amen. How many know there are times when when God will will lead you not to correct your spouse? I dare say that's all the time. (laughs) You ain't nobody's Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. But 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 we are love when we let God lead us. Because how I many know oh, love looks different in different circumstances? How I many know oh, sometimes love looks like making a whip and tossing the temple tables? Sometimes love is aggressive. Sometimes love takes a stand. Sometimes love speaks to the Pharisees and Sadducees and calls them a pit of vipers. Well, Jeremiah, that's not nice. I know, I know. Some, some, st- sometimes love doesn't look nice. So I mean, it's was was Jesus love? Yes. He was, and you know what? Love made a whip and tossed the temple tables because there was corruption in the house, and they turned it into a den of thieves. Love withstood the Pharisees and Sadducees and said, and called them out, brood of vipers. Brood of vipers. I mean, oh, and love rebuked Peter. And said, get thee behind me, Satan. See, sometimes I think that we think Christianity is just about being nice. And and certainly, kindness and gentleness and meekness are fruits of the Spirit. But when you're taking a stand against evil, um, sometimes the presentation of love is confrontational. And not... because. We can't fall under the banner of political correctness in our Christianity. Are you all tracking me here? I mean, there's all kinds of people that probably think I'm awful for having church today. I don't care. Like, I just flat out don't care. Because God, because I know that I had peace about it. And, if, and I know that the ch- we need it. And if I have peace about it and we need it, then we going to do it. You know, because you, 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 you can't be constantly weighed in the balances of other people's opinions. You are not. It's the fear of man. You're not going to please everybody. You're not called to please everybody. You're actually called to tick some people off. Now, not, not out of your own pride, not out of your own self-righteousness, not out of your own anything of you, but just truth. Truth angers deception okay? And let the chips fall where they may. And that's where, you know, you got to get to this place where like, I'm serving the Lord. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm going to serve God. I mean, flat out. Don't care about nothing else. I'm going to serve the Lord. That's where I'm at. Take me a long time to really, you know, I may have said that in times past, you know? You know, how many times we, we say things that maybe not completely resident in our hearts, but I'm going to serve God, period. Like Because how many know that there's no person that died for you? No person saved you. You know, your allegiance is to the Lord. Can I get an amen? And so in, in in the process of your allegiance to the Lord, you will make people mad. And 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 just like, who cares? You know, and I'm not trying to be insensitive and I'm not trying to be rude. I know a lot of people are, a lot of people have a presentation of truth that's rude, and, and it's arrogant, and it's actually not good for the kingdom. The Bible says the sweetness of lips increases learning. Just because you're rude and arrogant and doesn't mean you're necessarily right. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and meekness, and kindness, and all of these things. Jesus looks like love, and, um, and if you'll notice, Jesus was always kind to sinners. You can't show me one time where Jesus wasn't kind to sinners in Scripture. The only time you see Jesus get really strong is with religion, with man-made religion. Why? Because it was blocking the way from the sinners receiving. And so, um, but like, just serve God, you know, and, 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 let the, and let the chips fall where they may, amen? And, and uh, because he, he's the only thing that works, nothing else works. And so, in the days ahead, it's just, it's key to be spirit-led, amen? And to let God lead you, and to not be afraid, because you don't, let me get back to this, don't set your sight on survival. Right. Just please don't think like that. That's not good for you. No. Think about thriving. You know, in the book of Jeremiah, it says, you know, we can trust in, in man and, and there's a curse, you know, for that. Not in the sense that there's any curse once you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, but when, when I put my trust in man and make flesh my arm and flesh my strength, then I'm going to be subject to how well man is doing. But if I put my trust in the Lord, then how then, you many know you're like a tree that's planted by the rivers of living water and you bring forth your, your fruit uh, whether it's raining out or not raining out. Whether, there's the, whether it looks good in the stock market or looks bad in the stock market. Can I get an amen? It's during the times of famine where God's always brought a separation that was necessary between His people and the people that weren't His people. That separation's important. And now, back in the Old Testament, it was different because, you know, salvation was just for the Jews. But how many know in the New Testament, anybody can get saved? So the the purpose of the separation is not to exclude them. The purpose of the separation is to show them the light uh, that we're rallied around. Like, I got Jesus, and you can have him too. You know what I'm saying? But there is a separation in this season, and don't set your sights on survival. Set your sights on thriving. How do I do that, Jeremiah? Well, you trust in the love of God. You draw near to the Lord in a place of relationship and you just do what He tells you to do. Can I get an amen? amen. And, and so, um, let's turn to Luke chapter 10. And once again, let's get our thoughts together, okay? Don't let your thoughts go crazy, right? you gotta, you got to take some time and focus. You know what? And if social media is bringing you into a state where you don't have peace, and you have unrest, then turn it off. If you can handle it, then handle it. It's a great place to share. It's a great light to shine. You know, it's a two-edged sword, though. Amen. And and but if it, if it's bringing you to a place of unrest and fear and all of this stuff, then then shut it off, man. Open up your Bible. Amen. Amen. Because it's because you can't have your thoughts going crazy in the season that we're living in. Amen. But. Um, there, there's a how many know a lot of of the way that we go through things depends on on what we're focused on, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna how many know there's a lot of stressful stuff going on out there right now, right? A lot of stressful stuff, but you don't have to be stressed out. Okay, it it all is dependent upon what you're what you're focused on, and I'm gonna take a look at 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 a scenario, a stressful situation that was handled differently by two different people, but both people were in the same situation. Luke chapter 10, and in verse 38, it says, Now it happened as they went that he entered into a certain village, talking about Jesus, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me alone to serve? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary's chosen it. It's not going to be taken from her. Same two sisters, same house, same pressure. Okay? One had peace. One was freaked out. Okay, One was focused on the answer. One was stressed out by the problem. I mean, well, Jesus has no problem taking care of lunch. <laughs> Jesus will, hey, throw him a piece of bread and a fish, he'll break it and feed 5,000 people. <laughs> like he's got no problem with that, but but what I want to show you is she was freaking out. Now, in her state of freaked outedness. Hey Amen. We're in Kentucky. I can make up words. It's cool. Freaked out in this. In the Greek, that's freaked out in this. Strong's number. <laughs> Just kidding. But it says that she was distracted. Okay? She was distracted. Mary was focused on Jesus. The other was distracted. Now, in her state of distraction, she immediately started to blame. To blame. Okay? See, if we're not careful, the stress that's in the world will get into our homes and cause us to start blaming each other. And then cause us to blame everybody. Blame each other. Blame the government. Blame. Blame. How many know the blame game? is about as fruitful as a clanging cymbal. But how many you know when we get anxious and we get wigged out, we want to blame somebody. But how many you know that really, Martha's blame, I mean, she blamed two people? She blamed the Lord and she blamed her sister. That's pretty deep right there. She said, Lord, don't you care. How many you know When you are stressed out, your perception's off. She's going to tell the Lord of glory that He doesn't care. She's going to tell the Lamb of God that He doesn't care. Why? Was she a bad person? No. She's a good person. She's a woman of God. But her focus was off and she was distracted. And so she began to blame God And to blame the people around her because she had a storm inside of her that couldn't be quieted by anything but focus on Jesus. Make time for relationship with the Lord. We make time for everything else. We make time for entertainment. We make time to eat. We make time to exercise. Make time with our kids. Make time for sports. Make time for school. Make time for the Lord. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm just trying to say that like, you're in a time when your strength is going to fail. And it's not strong enough to get you through. You need the Lord. And I would encourage you to, to, to try to endeavor to, to live in a state of overflow. Like, it's, it's, it's not to barely get by. It's to set some time aside to be with the Lord. So that you can feed on Him... And so that you won't be wigged out, you'll have your thoughts in order, and you won't go around blaming everybody. Listen, the deceived are not your problem. They're the Lord's problem. It's not your job to throw rocks at the deceived. It's your job to keep truth and keep yourself in a state of clarity so that you'll have enough love to to love the deceived with and to pray for the deceived and to take a stand for truth. If I'm offended and angry, my truth falls to the ground. I can minister to no one. wonder how many sinners and deceived people would receive Jesus if we quit being so offended and angry wonder how much more effective we would be at sharing the truth. I, I'm, I don't, if someone angrily shoves something down my throat, I don't ever receive it because my, my stubbornness is going to kick in. And I'm going to be like, uh-uh. And so, like, maybe if we just recognize the deceived are not our enemy and not try to rally against them and fight against them, but instead spend time with the Lord... So that we'd be sensitive to the Lord, so that we could be led by Him. Amen. How many know you're the righteousness of God? If you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're the righteousness of God. Whether you spend one second with the Lord or not, because you're because you're saved. But how many know you've been made right with God in order to have a relationship with Him, so that you can be in line with Him? You need to be, We need. We need to be tuned up right now, man. We need. We need to be. We need to be hearing. We need to be because there's so much craziness going on. God needs you listening. (laughs) God needs you being led by Him. Amen? And listen, if you haven't been and you're not, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? How many know the Lord loves you and He's drawn near to you and you are the righteousness of God and He's still going to bless you and love you and keep you, um, but but He could probably spare you some trouble by drawing near? Amen? How many know... um, Amen. And so... She's distracted, and she's mad, and she's offended at God and at her sister. And the Lord does not listen to her offense or her case. I guarantee you, after her conversation with the Lord, she's probably, she's probably even maybe even a little bit more mad. Because he was like, nah, Mary's going to sit right here and listen to the word." <laughs> she probably stormed out. Man, that that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he's not anointed. Gosh, what's his problem? He's not walking in love. How many you know she could make that statement against him? He is not walking in love. Why? Because I'm doing all this stuff. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's what I'm doing. It's me. Listen, I want to encourage you that if you are your focus, you're setting yourself up for failure. You, man, if you're, if you're focused on yourself, you're either going to have a pity party or you're going to be offended or you're going to be depressed or you're going to... You, you just don't cut it. I don't cut it. How I many you know you got to get your eyes off of you and look to the Lord. Can I get an amen? Who are the people who are happy? The people who are set free from themselves. What sets you free from yourself? Love. Nothing else. Being loved and letting that love flow through you and loving somebody else. Nothing else. We're, we're such funny creatures, humans. We think if we have more, we'll be happy. I need, I need this. I got to have this. I have this. Me, 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 me. We're like little livings. We run after stuff and things and people and that. And how I many know it never provides us anything satisfying? Jesus, he said, Let me show you what real leadership looks like. He said, Go around, wash each other. I'm going to wash everybody's feet. I'm going to serve in love. And then he makes this last statement, just casually. Happy are you if you do this? It's a secret to life. Serve in love. Not serve out of fear and domination from somebody. Just serve in love. Amen. Now, you can't do that if you're not receiving love and you're not spending time allowing Him to love on you. Can I get an amen? How many know the Lord's the one who's going to fill up your cup? How many know the Lord's the one that's going to fill up your cup? The Lord's the one that's going to fill up your cup. The Lord's the one that's going to fill up your cup. The Lord is the one who's going to fill up your cup. God can satisfy me in a way that my children can't satisfy me. God can satisfy me in a way that my wife can't satisfy me. God can satisfy me in a way that people can't satisfy me. God can satisfy me in a way that ministry can't satisfy me. God has created me to need Him. He, He, You need Him. And, and so we have to be careful not to be distracted from Him. And just... Time, man, that might look like worship to you. That might look like prayer to you. That might look like um, reading scripture, meditating scripture. That might look like watching the chosen. You know, that 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 movie. You know, the 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 movie about Jesus. The show. I haven't seen it yet. I'm the last person on earth. I know it's sad. I haven't seen any of it. But it may. But it may look differently. So don't ever compare yourself to somebody else. But I'm just telling you right now. It's season to draw near to the Lord. Amen? So that you will be able to not be stressed out. Amen? And you'll be be a part of the answer. Amen? Now, so we want to bring in our thoughts. We want to draw near to the Lord. And then I'm just going to, in closing right now, I'm just going to give you a couple little bullet points to help you not be stressed out. Okay. Um, but but number one is getting your thoughts in order. Listen to me. How I many you, know you can't stop a bird from flying over your head? But you can stop it from building a nest. How I many know you're gonna have thoughts come? But you don't have to sit and meditate and ruminate on fear or offense or anger. Amen. Amen. It's good. It's so good. Amen. Our thoughts need help right now, folks. You know? And and what I want to I just want to put you in the driver's seat of your own thoughts. You're in control of what you focus on. Yes, you are. You are in control. And you may have had a season where you were letting your thoughts run crazy. And you and and, and your thoughts are like a wild horse. (laughs) And, and, And the Lord will help you to tame that wild horse that is your mind and bring you back into a place of peace. But it's not going to happen through just a Sunday morning service. It's going to happen through a purposeful decision to set aside some quality time and spend it with Him. That means take your phone and throw it across the room. (laughs) I have done that on the regular. Because I'll be trying to pray, and my phone won't shut up. Or even my phone might even want to shut up. I just want to look at my phone. Because we get addicted to staring at our phones. And so I, I, I sit down, and then I throw it where I can't reach it. And I'm free for a little while. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'd really do that. So I don't have to ha- I don't. It's not trying to get me. Y'all tracking me here? You know, because you got to do, do, do one more, you know, Facebook challenge to find out what your spirit animal is. <laughs> <laughs> But but wait wait hold on hold on oh I'm a dinosaur oh cool let me post it hey, amen hey, amen hey I'm I'm not being critical towards anybody because I I it's it's a challenge man like it's a challenge but it's a real thing amen how many you get it you get and, and and how many of you don't have to answer every call that comes you know those of you that know me sometimes someone will call I'll be like I'm praying right now. You know, I just, I need, I need, I need, I need Jesus. (laughs) You know, I need, you know, and so, and you don't have to, you know, you just need the Lord, man. Praise God. Amen. Let's just draw near. Let's just draw near to him. Amen. And it looks different um, for for different people. Um, And yeah, it just does. So, amen. He's not leading me to go this direction. So I'm not, I'm just stopping. Yeah, he's, he knows what he's doing. So, amen.